This episode is brought to you by Lipsyn. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipsyn. Lipsyn is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipsyn is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Show Radio. It's episode 587. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info. And check out our past shows. While you're there, subscribe and tell a friend about the show. So there's lots to talk about uh, today. We are in the week of E3, uh, digital E3. Pretty excited about that. And uh, some of the things we'll cover today include Summer Games Fest, uh, Ubisoft Forward, Gearbox, uh, stuff, Devolver Digital. Um, Xbox and Bethesda games showcase. And I think that'll wrap up uh, the show. So uh, we'll keep it uh, as tight as we can based on the thoughts that we have. And uh, I'm pretty happy with some of the things that I saw. Daniela, I'll, I'll hand it to you. Um, how are you feeling so far with the E3 uh, digital stuff? Um, God, I was going to like sum up my, my whole feelings towards it, but I guess I can just like say that now. It's okay. Okay. That's 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 what I want to go with. So, so I've been watching uh, everything that they've put well okay, almost close to almost everything that they have put out um today, which is Sunday and yesterday Saturday. Um and I I got to say I feel like Jeff Keeley should just be in charge of if there's going to be a, a digital version of E3, I feel like he should just be in charge of it. Because Summer Games Fest that he hosted was, I think, was incredible. It was spectacular for, you know, having to maneuver and work through everybody's, you know, I guess this nearing end, at least hope of this COVID pandemic here. He put on a great show. It was really exciting. It was fun to watch. And he got one of the biggest announcements. That everything else after that, after Summer's Game Fest, was okay. And that's how I feel about it. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't necessarily bad. I just, there was, and it could also just be like the lack of games that were, I found interesting or to really catch my eye. Um, I, if it was a, a physical medium and we actually got to be in LA, I don't know if that'd be any different um, if, if it was just the same games that were being announced. But right now, just sitting at home, watching it, seeing it, I'm like, those games are cool, but uh, nothing like super like I'm pumped about. That's how I take it. Okay. Yeah, I... um as I mentioned to you, you know, full disclosure, there's a lot of things that passed that I, I didn't watch um, because, you know, different movements and different things like that. The Netflix geek uh, is one of those. And I know you checked out the Gearbox uh, stuff as well as Ubisoft Forward. So that's definitely going to be your bag. Devolver Digital Gearbox and Ubisoft Forward is going to be your bag. But from Summer Games Fest, uh, we can definitely touch on that because I did talk about that on YouTube live and definitely want to talk about it here. So uh, first thing that caught my attention, um, 
was the Hideo Kojima uh, thing, which we can get into. But what was the first thing that caught your attention before that, if anything? The first thing? Uh, before, oh, just in general, just from the overall show itself. Yeah. Um, excluding Elden Rings. Uh, yeah, excluding, <laughs> excluding Elden Rings, because we'll talk that, about that, that last. Um, games that really stuck out to me, um, which are just must plays for me, House of Ashes. That's that's definitely um in there because it's from the Dark um, Pictures anthology. Um, they that have the, the Man of Madon, so of course, House of Ashes, one hundred percent. That's I I'm in there. Um, Evil Dead, the game that that was like really hype for me, and I was really stoked. I love seeing the footage for that. Kind of gave me that Dead by Daylight vibes. Um. Salt and Sacrifice. That was that another was good one. Um, the vamp- uh, Blood Hunt, the vampiric, you know, Battle Royale. Like that was crazy. Um, I'm trying to remember that right now. It's it's not coming to um, me right The now. Vampire and the Masquerade. Blood Hunt is just yes, yes, yes. Multiplayer. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that looks really good. Sign up for that. That looks really good. I signed up for the Alpha for that one. Um, those those would be like my top picks right there. Okay. Okay, so for me... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wonderlands. But we're going to be talking about, you know, Gearbox a little bit later. But yeah, that was definitely in there too. <laughs> cool. That's not as dope. Uh, for me, Planet of Lana caught my attention. Uh, Deanna Crucis, Assault and Sacrifice. Call of Duty is bringing back a map that I really loved over the years called Hijacked. It's like a boat, like a yacht. Um, which was really, really uh, one of my favorite maps. So that that's going to make me go back and play just to, to check that out. Then you have a uh, Metal Slug Tactics. Although I'm not a tactics player, I didn't play the Gears one. I just love that they're doing something different with Metal Slug. Uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut. That was kind of cool. And of course, uh, we can touch a little bit more about uh, Elden Rings uh, later. I think for, for conversational uh, purpose or for conversational sake, if you will, is um, one of the things that really caught my attention. I wanted to hear your thoughts on. Um, since I knew we we're going to be here at some point, is uh, the creative process uh, for Hideo Kojima, right? We know that over the years, uh, we have changed, you know, individually and collectively, our creative process. So I wanted you to, you know, spend some time to talk about that, your process, you know, as well as your takeaway from some of the things that he said about his. Um, I, I didn't I, actually. I didn't think about um, thinking about uh, self reflection about what he had to say. I was just very, very touched by this open and raw conversation that he was having. And you know, I love I love seeing the type of relationship that um, Kojima and Jeff Keighley have. It just it feels like such a a real friendship to have within the industry and I thought I thought that was just beautiful um but to, to be working to be creative to be in this environment that we have been in for like a year and a half now um uh, the only thing you can really do is just adapt and just not let it hold you back and you know do what you love do do what you know and just be there in that area and I feel that since Kojima coming out with a Death Stranding, working on projects that he wants to, 
doing what he wants to, that is absolutely freeing. So, and then that's that's my take on it. For for me and my creative process, I'm still trying to figure that out. For okay. me personally, I'm trying to figure out so much about myself at the moment. I'm at this weird part of my life that, you know, I don't, I, I, I know what I want, but I don't know what I want. Okay. And there's a lot of things that are going to be changing just, just in my personal life and in the way that I, I function with my son going off and, and where I'm at with my career. I've been in my job for 16 years next July. And that's a really long time to be with, you know, doing the same thing. Um, do I really want to do this till the day I die? Uh, the answer is no, but I don't have an alternative about what it is that I want to pursue yet. So, okay, definitely an interesting phase that I think this last year has kind of afforded me to really think about. Mm, mm. Yeah, the um, yeah, the the creative process is um is always an interesting conversation because uh, you want to believe you have everything in order. I'm just you know thinking out loud here uh, for me uh, personally, but um, there's always changes, and those changes uh, happen because of the different stages that you are, you are at in your life. Right. Um, so when we were, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, eight years ago, we were doing different things, um, in, in our life and, and just trying to reflect on that is just kind of funny, uh, to me because it's like, I was at the beginning stages of creating content, figuring out how I wanted to do that, you know, different conversations with different folks and attending events and the excitement that happens when you finally get approved for, whatever the event is for the first time and then going through that whole process and to now where with distribution, uh, uh, the way it, it's so easy now to create on any platform, whether you're talking on a microphone or talking on a microphone in front of a camera, it has become much easier to create and express, you know, your idea and ideals, right? Um, by voice and by video. Uh, and then one of the things that caught my attention when he was speaking uh, specifically about his creative process was that he was trying to find a way to predict um, the future and add a narrative around it. And what he realized that that came faster than anticipated. So now he's reverting back to something that sounds even more, uh, simpler uh, in its presentation to uh, quote unquote, like he said, have fun while providing an experience right so it's almost like from what i gather from that is let's go back to basics and have fun right and not too far after that they cut in i don't know if it was before in my mind it was after they cut in and show the director's cut of metal gear um framework inside of the director's cut of the death stranding game so now if they actually do that for me, um, that is the death stranding that I'm going to play because that's an iconic game that has changed, you know, how I thought about gaming ever since it came out in the eighties, the metal gear, uh, speaking of that. So if they add that particular framework inside of uh, the death stranding universe or sandbox or whatever you want to call it, I think that's going to be really fun for me to enjoy that, even though I didn't play the actual death stranding experience itself. So um, I think the creative process is something that that is always going to be uh, something that's ever changing, um, depending on the stage that you are in your life. And that's how I'm thinking about it right now. I, I got a little bit of a side story 
So, um, I think it's always good to, to take the time every once in a while, either it be once a year, every five years, every 10 years to really reflect and think about, you know, your process of doing anything creative. I, I think creatively and that, that thought process is ingrained in everything that we do. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about when I have, um, friends and family that come down specifically like my, my best friends, my, the closest people within, within my group. I've, I've said that I've had some that are visiting here. So yesterday, yesterday, we, we all have kids. We're all busy. We, we try to coordinate things to do family oriented stuff, but I, I'm at this point where I am a mom, I am a parent, but that doesn't define who I am. And it's a weird thing to really think about that, that, that you're more than just that identity. So we decided uh, to, to do something without our kids. And what better way to do it? And it's funny because they also announced, you know, Jurassic Park 2 Evolution with Jeff Goldblum during the Summer Games Fest. They were talking about that. So the place we decided to go yesterday was actually at the filming of one of the locations for Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park. So um, that scene where they have the gates and you see them first time, they're opening it, they're flying down. We actually went swimming there in the middle of the night last night. It's it's quite a, it's a little bit of a, a, a drive. You need a four by four vehicle. We jumped to my buddy's Jeep and um, we rewrote up there. It's about a five, four to five minute drive through some rocky terrain to get to this uh, little fall and sh- um, swimming pond stream thing. We went there at midnight of all times. It was cold, but it was just a beautiful night last night. The skies were open. The stars were out. And to just really for all of us to sit there and talk about how much over our course of like 20 plus years of friendship, how we changed and what we're doing. And, you know, it's not like we're trying to relive our glory days, but to remind ourselves that, you know, as much as we all have going stuff going on in our lives and trying to navigate through that at our core to go back to the basics of what we enjoyed in life and, you know, to really remember that and to not lose that grasp on it, to just have fun and not to be just drowned out with, you know, your nine to five you know, where you got to take your kids, what responsibilities you have to do, because that can be so draining. And it just takes away from it. So just to sit there and just like, you know what, it's been a crazy year for like all of us and us trying to maintain, you know, communications to just be there and not have our kids and just do stuff that we used to do in our teenage years to have fun. Innocent fun, hurt nothing, cost nothing. It it was, it was rejuvenating. So that that was nice. No, that's dope. I think that's dope. Yeah, I think that's a that's a huge thing of you know to rejuvenate yourself, to remind yourself about who you are at your core, and the good people you have in your life can really help with you know you being able to get through that that hurdle that you're struggling through at the moment, or your creative process, or you know your doubts that you have within yourself. Dope, dope, That's dope. my little story. No, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, so before we move on to uh, the other uh, showcases, any game you want to highlight 
uh, from Summer Games Fest. Um, and then we'll definitely talk about Elden Ring. Ah, now other than the ones that I, I just talked about, I think yeah. for me, uh, of course, like the gamer in me and just kind of conspiracy or whatever it may be. I think the entire scene with Sam Porter, the Metal Gear, the box or just everything like that. And I was like, that's a very funny slap in the <laughs> face, but okay. <laughs> I dig it. And like people loved it. And it was funny. Yeah. That was good. Uh, so, all right. So that, so we'll do Elden Ring and then we'll move on to the next one. So Elden Ring, it's not something that I was expecting that I was going to be even interested in just to watch, you know, what I was watching on, on the screen as it was happening. Um, not my genre of, of play, but I'll, I'll hand it to you and talk about Elden Ring and then I'll come back and uh, give some additional thoughts. Elden Ring, what were your thoughts on that? Um, Elden Ring, honestly, someone that was teased and people have been like wanting more information on it. Initially, it, it really wasn't something that's on my radar normally because it has that, you know, it's, it's basically a Dark Souls type of game, which is kind of game types I, I avoid personally because I get frustrated. But Elden Ring is different for me. In the sense it's, it's still like that Dark Souls is difficult type. The universe that it's in, the like, everything that it looks like, beautiful. And you have George R. R. Martin that's behind it. Like, how can you not get hyped for it? And when they showed that trailer, it was just wow. Like, those are some crazy monsters. The environments that they were in, the intensity that they showed in that trailer, like, blew me away. Like I, I was slowly like building up that that interest into it, leading up to it. I was not actually expecting any announcement for Elden Ring whatsoever, but I wouldn't put it as nearly as close as my, me being excited when they announced Cyberpunk. Um, so, with that being said, I hope when it does come out <laughs> that it's not like Cyberpunk, right? Right, and it leads like you know everybody enjoys it and, and loves it. But this this world that they are creating, like, man, I am hyped. I am stoked. I was just, I, I, I actually surprised myself that I was that excited. I didn't, I didn't realize that I had that much in me about for this game until, until he said it. And then when Ryan Reynolds said it, I was all like, Nah, they're not gonna announce it. Aaron Reynolds just goofs off and trolls a bunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> do anything. And then when they did it, like, oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. I see you and your glorious beauty over here of a trailer. Yeah, it was it was just like just okay, so it's not a game type that I'm I'm into, but I love the the dedication it takes to play those games because you have to be very precise. You have to know how the, the character, your enemy is going to move on the screen and, and when they're going to evade to, to do what you need to do. And those dark souls type games, they're very difficult games and there's, there's definitely high stress levels in those games. Now there was, um, there was the, the, um, the shadows die twice game. I know it's not necessarily a, a souls game, but, I've seen individuals cry after they beat, you know, certain bosses in, in that game, 
right? And just to see the amount of stress someone can get to when you're playing games where the boss is uh, or any of those major characters are so unpredictable in terms of when they hit you. And sometimes when they hit you, you thought that you evaded, right? And they hit you and they take like 25 or 35% of your energy and you weren't prepared for that based on the potions that you needed for that particular encounter. So when you look at games like your Dark Souls or or Sekiro and, or any of those kind of games where you have to be mindful of how the character is moving and, and what you have uh, in your possession to counter to go to the next part. I mean, I got to give it to the people who play those games. I They're very, very difficult games. So when I saw this, I was like, wow, it's amazing. I'm not going to play it, but I can appreciate everything that it was offering in terms of, you know, the visuals for the trailer alone. Uh, I'm sure I'll probably watch some individuals play it once it comes out or whatever, but um, I got, I have to give it to uh, Elden Ring. It was, it was really, really dope, you know, seeing everything that I was watching. Yeah. I think one of, one of the awesome things about this is that the release date, I mean, it's not 2021, but it's not, holiday of 2022 either it's january january 2022 that's seven months away and if anything these first six months of this year have flown by so quickly i'm amazed right so you know it's gonna be in players hands in no time like like that's absolutely insane to go this long without having any updates, without having teasers, any leaks or anything like that, and they finally come out with something. Uh, that's awesome. That's in seven months time. Because even even I have to go back to to Cyberpunk here because they came out with their trailer 2014, I think it was, and then they did like, you know, the announcement in twenty eighteen, I think it was. And mm. then it was still a two years time before it was actually you know released so the fact that it's seven months ooh, it's gonna be crazy in january yeah if they don't push anything right because typically you get those potential things and those they seem like you know hard dates right and then we, yeah. we might get some games that move e- either into spring which is not that far off right from january but um but yeah you're right it's this things are looking good I mean, if you love games, things are looking good regardless, right? Yep. So that's, they, that's, they that's all I have there. Any, awesome. any other thoughts on Summer Games Fest? Production value was great, right? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fun to watch. It was interesting. It kept that, it kept that entry levels up. They had, they had a lot of good announcements. Um, Overwatch 2 looks good. Uh, I probably, I do, I do enjoy Overwatch, but I jumped on that train way late into its release. And yeah, my skill level on that one is, it's no bueno. It's no bueno. <laughs> I'm a paladin, I'm a paladins guy. So, I mean, I, I appreciate what Overwatch has done, but, uh, I definitely need to jump back on paladins because that's, that's my, quote unquote overwatch if you will but it looks really good the character design that they showed um character designs that they showed looks uh fantastic yeah it does so I, i'm looking to jump on that pretty pretty quick um you know what i will say that i was kind of i i 
you know, I'm sorry for being ignorant and naive to this, but when they were announcing a couple couple things for like skins for like Smite, so you have Eleven um, from Stranger Things that's going to be heading into Smite. I was like, people are still playing Smite? That's still live? <laughs> oh, my bad. I... I I don't hear about those things anymore. Uh, well, I mean, the other one? It was one you don't game. follow it, so it's it's kind of hard to like know, right? So I don't think that that's necessarily ignorance. Yeah, but even the people I was watching it with, they're like, "Mike, still think?" Apparently, so. <laughs> yeah, but even even the partnerships across the board, we're going to talk about the other the other shows um, as well. But even the partnerships that they're doing across the board is really spot on. So whoever's whoever the the partnership acquisition teams across all the companies, like even when you look at some of the stuff that was announced at Xbox, which we'll talk about later, like all the partnerships are, are absolutely fantastic. Uh, just watching that play out uh, for mm-hmm. for all the, uh, the the showcases that that we've seen collectively. Uh, but I think the next three are definitely yours, though. Uh, Ubisoft, Forward, Gearbox and Devolver Digital. Anything you saw from those that you want to highlight? Um, man. So Ubisoft, Ubisoft caught me with their rainbows, um, rainbow six extraction. That looks good. Uh, that looked really, really good. Um, it's definitely more my pace, more up my alley. Um, I'm not completely against PVP. Uh, rainbow six siege is a fantastic game. It's a lot of fun. Again, I just naturally, I'm not that great at PPPs. I'm trying to remember what so, extraction was. Was it to remove a zombie? I'm trying to remember what what was what was extraction specifically. You're 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 trying to escape this area. There's like I don't want to call them zombies. Like this black okay. fledgling. Is it Tarkov ish like or no? I don't play Tarkov, so I don't know. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I wouldn't, right, I wouldn't say no, but you're trying to you're trying to get out there. I would, you're trying to get out. What's that game mode in Division? Where you kind of like. Get in, get out. Oh, you're trying to get out of okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I can't think of the name right now, but yeah. Um, Dark Zone. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. But you know, with monsters and with ghoulies, monsters. and you know, you okay. have your you have this like foam. If you're down, you got this foam, then you have to try to get your buddy out too. It, it's just PvE, which I thought was a lot of fun, and I like that twist. So and you're using, you know, your heroes, I don't know what the actual term is. Um, you know, for that mode within there that I thought looked yeah. great. Looked I was trying to figure fun. out where to place it, but yeah. Um, what else did what else did they have? Rocksmith Plus. That that is something that I wanted to. I'm all about games that teach you real life skills. That's that the guitar. You can apply. Thing. So yeah. So uh they're coming out. They have a beta that's available. Um, you can use acoustic guitar, electric guitar. Uh, and it, you're pretty much learning how to actually play it. I mean, Rock Band and Guitar Hero is fun and great, but Rocksmith, you actually get to legitimately learn to use a real guitar. So that one, um, that one caught my eye. Um, of course, you wouldn't be a Ubisoft showcase without Just Dance. So that was like, they have another update up there. Of course. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 100%. They're coming out with more DLC. They're, Showing out more stuff. I love that. Valhalla is a fantastic, um, you know, addition in their series there. So if you haven't, jump into that. They have some really cool stuff coming up. So they announced. So, so here's a derailer question for you intentionally. Were you blown away by the Ubisoft forward stuff or, or were you 
satisfied like what what's after it was done which which uh you know we'll definitely tag all the the things that caught your attention but how did you feel when you were watching it oh that's cool oh interesting okay that's kind of it it wasn't it wasn't like oh that's cool there wasn't anything that i was blown away by that left me like pumped it was just like all right that's cool <laughs> you got nothing more to say about it like I, is it because it okay so, so i'm gonna dig a little bit is it because of of because i know you still have some titles that you you may want to mention for ubisoft and um i'll definitely give you the floor to do that was it because of of the collective fact that it's we're not at the event and it's a digital event or was it the listings of the games that weren't necessarily um, compelling enough for you to be super excited based on what they presented? Like, how, what do you think it, it was as you were watching it? See, that's the thing. I don't know. Okay. I, I really don't know if my lack of enthusiasm and excitement for it is because we're not there. But even if we were there and it had that same, like it had pretty much all the same announcements, I don't know if I would feel any different about it. Okay. And this, not, this isn't just Ubisoft. This is just all of them combined so far has just been okay. There's nothing that's like standing out. Um, I, there's nothing more I can say about that because that's, that's where I'm at with it. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Okay. And considering they missed out last year, like, did you double your efforts? I don't know. Managing your income stream should not be a hassle. That's why I use Catch Financial. As an independent, Catch allows you to manage your income streams on autopilot, prepare your taxes, and more. To get set up on Catch, visit andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Okay, cool. That, 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 that's where I'm, that's where I'm. I'm did you have any, any other titles um, on your list for Ubisoft? Oh, uh, let's see. It's not necessarily a game. They had, it was a movie, Rebels Within. It looks like a really fun, little silly movie I was out there. I would kind of random to throw that in there, but I enjoyed it. Uh, and then I think yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, they at the end they announced this Avatar game, and <laughs> why? I just I don't know. I How know. do you feel about? I'm that? glad that we don't have a video thing. I'm glad you only. only ah, God, I can see you, I right? Have... I can see you. You should see your. You should see your face. It's very. Uh, uh, I think Un- those are the underwhelming to, to some degree. Yeah, it was. It was underwhelming to me. I was like, "This is a good idea." Uh, okay. <laughs> late to the party, you think? Too late? Uh, those, those maybe, but like, I, I, I don't know. Like, is it a co-op or is it just an adventure game? It's for, for, I guess it's an adventure game. Free for all running I, around. I don't even. I don't. It looks. It looks like to be a hmm. open world adventure. Uh, but nothing 
crazy about. I mean, it looks beautiful, kind of like when the movie originally came out. But I don't know. <laughs> does this still hold the uh, the top? How many hours is that? Was that a three plus hour movie, right? I have no clue. I watched it one time and that was it. I thought yeah. it was beautiful, but I also thought the story was boring. So that's where I was at with it. Like that okay. Avatar of the movie was just a visual visual pleasure to watch. It, it was beautiful. You wanna Absolutely. you wanna tell me what the story if I if you ask me what the story is about, I couldn't tell you because I thought it was boring. So I never watched it ever again. Past the first time, that's it. I watched Avatar once done. So my lack of enthusiasm for Avatar Frontiers of Pandora probably fall alongside that because I'm like, oh that's that's beautiful. Then there, that's what you're gonna get from me, right? Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that that's it for Ubisoft. Um, I guess so. I mean, the only reason why I can think why this Avatar movie is going to be coming a thing is I think it's slated for 2022. I think the sequel to James Cameron's movie is. Okay. Also supposed to be around there, so, so that's what it is. I I'm gonna guess so because I don't I don't know if there's a market out there of people on Reddit somewhere asking for an Avatar game. Right. Someone can more than welcome to correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But yeah, that's that's <laughs> wild. And, All right, <laughs> so let's go to a Gearbox. Anything from Gearbox that you saw? Um, I guess you know definitely start start and and tell us what was uh, the most exciting things that you saw from Gearbox. Um, Daniela, what's up? Uh, so Tiny Tina's Wonderland that looks like a lot of fun. Um, same silliness. They're bringing that same energy vibe gameplay loot shooter straight to you know Tiny Tina's world with dragons and mystical. I thought that was, that was, that was, that looks like a fun, obviously, Borderlands fan, you're gonna jump on, you're gonna play Wonderland, probably enjoy it just as much. Um, they did a lot of behind the scenes with Randy Pitchford and Eli Roth about, uh, Borderlands movie. I was really, really, really hoping for like a short teaser trailer. We didn't get one, <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they were showing off what they were doing. They did a short little interview with Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart's going to be playing Roland. Um, I think Kevin Hart is a fantastic actor. He's funny. Um, and I didn't picture Roland to be short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny because when um, Andy Pitchford like, pulls uh, Kevin Hart out of his trailer over there, um, he's talking to him and Kevin's like, tell them how tall you are so they know that I'm a lot bigger than this. And like, Grand Pitcher was like, I'm six foot three. And it's like, Kevin Hart. Um, not that height should really play a factor into it, but I always thought like, Roland, when you play him, when you see him, I was like, that is a six foot tall dude. And there's Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's going to be a fun movie to watch. I'm I'm really stoked with it. I love the casting that they have. Um, so Did they say even, when they're releasing? Just getting that. 
Um, no, okay. uh, but during during that clip, which they showed a lot, um, I think they said they're halfway through production, so there's still there's still a bit of time. There's still a bit of time that they got to go through and do that. Um, a nice little gem that they also announced because I'm I'm still riding that Vikings train, um, tribes of Midgard. That that is a nice little top down, uh, you know, action game. I have one so question I've for got... you for for the Borderlands universe. I just want to hear your thoughts What's on that? it. Did you well, actually a couple of questions? Did you play Borderlands three? I didn't play through all of it yet. Okay. No. Do you think the replay value for Borderlands three versus uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? What What do you think that replay value is going to be based on what you know or saw with Wonderlands versus Borderlands three? No, that's hard to say. Okay. Because I don't think there's enough out there shown of Wonderland to really say that yet. Really gauge that. Yeah. That's okay. way too early to say. But Wonderlands also has dragons. So there's dragons that change. Right, right. <laughs> um, but if they're sticking with, you know, this, you know, mouthy, energetic, tiny Tina character. I feel like her her content should be pretty pretty out there and exciting to play. Okay. All right. Cool. Now if you're asking me about the replayability of say 3 to compared to 2 and 1, we can do that. Probably not as high. I, I it's not like 3 isn't exciting. I just I just think that the replayability of 1 and 2 are just definitely a bit higher than 3 was. Why do you think that is? Type of DLC character choices like i think that's a big a big contributing factor was it rushed i don't think it was rushed okay that's where i'm at with it um but talking about dlcs um they showed more of godfall and <laughs> You know, I gotta say, Godfall had a, a pretty big announcement when they first, you know, came out. But it fell dead really quickly. Um, that's a PlayStation 5 a game, right? People. Yeah. And okay. that's gonna be a PS4. Uh, but I, I asked people who did um, jump on it and play Godfall and I can't remember the ho I can't remember his name of the host that was doing this segment but even he said that he did jump on it, you know, early on, played through it, enjoyed it. But then like the content wasn't there. It was it just got bland really quick. And that's the same type of like, you know, reaction that I got a lot of, from a lot of people who did get on it quickly. Uh, it just fell flat for them. Really so quickly from, after. from so what I recall, nice that they, that's a sword game with um, the ability to get loot, right? The, the same kind of loot color system that we've seen from yeah. previous loot games. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And yeah, so it's nice that they're coming out with Godfall, um, more DLC and content for them um, to get people to go back and play it. Uh, somebody else even told me that it, for them, it's like, it wasn't, it is an enjoyable game, but think of it kind of like how uh, No Man's Sky, when it came out, had all this hype. Um, but when you got into it, it didn't get better until, you know, DLCs and expansions started coming out. That's I, I I feel like games should should really not do that, especially when you have so much going like 
going into it, you you got to keep that interest because I think it came out last. I want to say last November, not hundred percent sure. I think it was the ending of last year, and then only now six seven months later, you have more content coming out for it. That's that's too much dead time in between, especially if your game, the base game itself, doesn't hold that interest for a long period, especially for that long of a period. Yeah, I definitely agree that it died really, really fast. So there's uh, that's uh, that's uh, pretty much my biggest my biggest thing from Gearbox. Okay, sweet. Uh, Devolver, go ahead. Oh no, nothing. Devolver Digital was Devolver Digital. Okay, (laughs) their own their Um, own bag, their own thing. And honestly, I'm going to be honest here. Um, I think I watched their showcase for the show that they put on because it is so incredibly over the top and bizarre. I, it's just entertainment. Like the value of that is just huge. I think it's funny. And they have this continued storyline that they keep adding on to every year that makes it so fun to tune in to watch. I'll be honest, I can't remember too many of the games. <laughs> Okay, so but it's definitely worth uh, the watch. Think, That's what I'm getting because I haven't watched yes, Devolver. There, okay, sweet. There is only one game that really, really stuck out to me. Um, it was called Trek to Yomi. Um, it was a very beautiful game. And it was like it, it was very interesting because it was just thrown into there. And I forgot what scene. I was like, what is happening? What kind of genre but, you'd say if you had to put a, a genre type? A genre type. I'm trying to pull up the description of it so I can do it some justice here. Okay, no problem. But is it is the one game that did stick out to me that I remember the most. So, according to their Steam page, Trek to Yomi, as a vow to his dying master, the young swordsman Hiroki is sworn to protect his town and the people he loves against all threats. Faced with tragedy and bound to duty, the lone samurai must voyage beyond life and death to confront himself and decide his path forward. Okay. Uh, Top-down swords or side-scroller? Adventure side-scroller. Side-scroller. Side-scroller Ninja Gaiden type or... or... No, I wouldn't say Ninja Gaiden type. Okay. But the the visuals, you got to check out the visuals. Yeah, yeah, link me. I think it is really... I want to see it. It's really unique and... I think you can see why it stuck out to me. Sweetness, sweetness. Let me see. Make sure I mute this so it doesn't. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. I this see is the black vibes. and white, like homage to vibes. you know old samurai movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig that. I dig the vibes on that for sure. Yeah. So, I, so the entire show, that was it? That's the one that stuck out for you? Yeah, for me. Okay. I mean, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the next one. Okay, so so the name of this title this is just uh, Trek to Yomi. That looks dope. That looks dope. So, so definitely... I like that. I like that pick. Okay, so um, Xbox and 
Bethesda game showcase. We'll wrap uh, the show on that. Any final thoughts uh, we'll throw at the end. Uh, I definitely want to mention um, to, to you. Want to hear your thoughts on this just in case if you did catch any of these things. Loki watched it yet or no? Yeah, I watched it. What'd you think? I watched Loki and I started WandaVision. Um, so I really enjoyed Loki and where they are kind of drawing this universe that he's in and the TVA and uh, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. I did too. And I'm I like so sad. It's so it's so against me because I I don't do I do binge watching. Yeah. So like to have one, I was like, that's it. I'm I surprised. Have to wait the next Wednesday. I'm surprised that um that I liked it. Really? Yeah, because I mean I, I love psychological um content, but it's usually in the um it's wrapped with uh, suspense and thriller, not comedy. So that that threw me off. Uh, Wrath of Man on your radar, the movie. Maybe and actually, I don't even know which one that movie is. Wrath of Man. Mm-hmm. Jason Jason Statham, the guy that um, that did Transporter. One and two. Oh, maybe I don't. Even, I don't even think I watched this trailer. It's good. It's re- it's a really good movie. I've I've seen it twice already, and it's rare that I watch certain movies multiple times. But it was really good. He's a great actor. I mean, it seems typecasted for most of his roles. You know, tough guy doesn't say much. Becomes a superhero in some way, shape, or form. Um, unexpected to the individuals that he's playing the movie with, but you know, expected to the individuals who are watching the film because we know the, the kind of character he plays in most of the movies. So uh, that's a good movie. Um, I think it's a, it's at least six plus in terms of the rating for IMDb and stuff like that. So Wrath of Man, definitely check that out. Loki was good. I'm surprised I liked it. And um, that's all we have for, for the movie stuff. Uh, so Daniela, uh, hit us up with your takes, thoughts, Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. What'd you think? I'm going to catch some hate for this, but considering it was Xbox and Bethesda's first showcase together, it was boring. <laughs> really? <laughs> I I don't know what I, maybe I went in with too high. You are going to catch a lot of hate for that. Yes. <laughs> uh, you are. No, well, you guys, okay. Overall, yeah, it was good. But considering it, it was, it's literally their first showcase together. What were you expecting? And I, I something bigger, something to celebrate that, something I don't know to show it off. Like Starfield, hey. they give you a little taste. No, if you're interested in Starfield, if that's True. your genre of gameplay, yeah. Um, but other than that, it just felt like more of like this is just Xbox shindig with. Little sprinkles of Bethesda in there for some casual announcements. That's not bad. I mean, yeah, Xbox kind of owns them. It's their show. It's their thing. But I, I, I guess I was just hoping that since this being their first showcase, their first big event together, and the way that they had it, Xbox and Bethesda showcase, I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. Okay. It was good. Let's let's go through it. Let's go through it. Okay. okay. So um 
Starfield at the top, right? At the very top. Mm-hmm. So, so I agree with you. Overall, it was good. But I, I don't agree with you that it was boring. You're gonna you're gonna catch some hate for that. But at any rate, Starfield at the top. What do you think about Starfield? We'll we'll go through the games kind of quickly, and then we'll 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 share our takes. What do you think? I think it was a cool, like you know, little trailer and announcements to show for it. But I don't I don't think it's my jam. Okay, and it's not that's not fair for me to say for other people who do really enjoy, you know that type for me it was kind of like "Mm." that's fine that's fine so i'm in i'm in a weird place which we talked about me and gaming and stuff so i i want to do more of the exploration stuff so i think i'm going to be leaning in on that but i definitely want to pick up um the other game that you mentioned the exploration game that kind of tanked and then came back pretty strong what was that you mentioned i can't think of it but you already mentioned it. Um, no Man's Sky? No Man's Sky. Yeah, I want to pick that up. I want to walk around and, and see what that's like. The the universe that they built, the ever-transforming universe and planets that you don't get to visit more than once, or whatever that, whatever that thing is that they did with the whole No Man's Sky. That looks like fun. So because I'm, I'm getting interested in those things now, because I'm not streaming games as much um, intentionally, I want to play some of those games maybe on Twitch and then talk about other stuff on, on YouTube. So when I saw this, that caught my attention um, as far as a game I want to explore. Um, thoughts on that? Additional thoughts on that? Yeah, it's definitely catering to a specific set type of people who like that type of exploration. Me, I start to... I guess shy away from universes that are too big. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me, for me to take away from this is that it's really cool that it's like a whole new world universe that's being created here. That is, is fresh and new to everyone. And I think that's awesome. And that's, that's pretty big. But when a universe and a game gets too big for me, no, I, I stay, I stay clear away from it. It's just, but that's for me personally. So you wouldn't play No Man's Sky, or have you, or will you? No, I, I wouldn't. That's okay. that's not my cup of tea either. Um, and and here's the thing: I, I also have to take into consideration here that it's been really, really, really hard. So, like, for me, I, like I said, like I don't know if my feelings would be different if we're physically at E3. As they are I now. think it would a little bit. Um, I, I I think it I I think it would be because like the whole different vibe, just the energy of other people too, and being exciting things. You kind of you kind of naturally feed off of that. Me at home in my pajamas behind my computer, not the same feeling. <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, E three weekend opened up with Summer Games Fest, which I thought was fantastic. And Summer Games Fest ended with Elden Ring. Agreed. You gave like the number one biggest announcement that could have been given at all during this entire week at the beginning. Even Jeff was excited. After that, what is that? Even Jeff was Jeff was excited. So everything after that, 
it's kind of like, okay, that's cool. It's like feeding me. Here's the best prime rib or Wagyu beef steak that you will ever have. And then feeding me mac and cheese the rest of the weekend. It could be a great lobster mac and cheese. But you started off the week with this fantastic Wagyu beef steak and prime rib. Mm. (laughs) So like having trying to maintain that realistic about what is being announced and how these showcases are going forward. Like you started off for me at a very high point already. And there's nothing else that's nothing that I've seen so far that is building on top of that. If anything, it's coming down from that. Interesting. Okay. So let's, uh, let's go through some of the titles and then, you know, we can kind of like riff on what we thought about what we saw. Uh, Stalker two back for blood contraband. Any, anything that, that got you there? Contraband seemed pretty interesting. Okay. Um, the music was nice. Actually, a lot of these, a lot of these trailers had some really great music that uh, went alongside with it. Uh, but this one having to do with like smuggling and there's like a co-op smuggler paradise set in, set in the seventies. I can I can see just paying attention to seeing what else they come out with. I think that's pretty cool. Okay. Back for blood. I knew Left for Dead. Uh, not for me. Okay. But looks fun. A okay. lot of these are also going to be on the Game Pass. I think that's a big thing. <laughs> right. Let's go with that. Right. That, that is huge. Absolutely. Stalker 2, not for you or for you? Not for me. Not for you. All right. So I liked what I saw from Stalker 2 Back for Blood. We we did play, I don't know if it was the alpha. I don't know. I remember what they released, but uh, when it was out for a limited time before they closed it back up or whatever, I got in and played. I really enjoyed when I played Contraband. I was like, okay, I need to see more. Uh, that's all I got from from that particular vibe on that. Uh, sea of Thieves, Battlefield 2042, uh, Psychonauts 2. Any thoughts on those? No thoughts on Psychonauts 2 here. Um, okay. More specifically, you know me, you know the, probably the people that I kind of just offended saying that I don't like those types of games like Psychonauts. Rush that, those Rush. are your thoughts. You're entitled That's to them. Like those are things. But see if these game I haven't played, I think it's really cool. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Never played. Not, don't plan on playing it, but I love Pirates of the Caribbean. I really, really, really do. I thought so of you as soon as I saw them. As soon as they, they show that they're having, you know, Jack Sparrow in there, I'm like, this is fantastic. I love Pirates of the Caribbean universe. I'm glad that they're finally incorporating that. It's getting its own little story. That is not Johnny Depp's voice. <laughs> I knew that at the very, like, you opened his mouth, like, that's not Johnny Depp. <laughs> they tried. How dare you? You tri- <laughs> tried. Really tried. But I knew. I knew. And it's that kind of like a little bit. A little bit bummed me out, but the fact that they're introducing the Pirates of the Caribbean story into Sea of Thieves as um you know as content for them to go explore, I thought was fun. And, and the best part is it's free. That's huge. Anything that says free, like come on, a pirate's life, yeah, it is. Um, now Battlefield twenty forty two. Wow, yeah that that trailer. I mean, it's alpha footage, so it's going to look better. But even that alpha footage, crazy, absolutely crazy. And I know, I know when they make these trailers, 
they really try to only find the best footage and all of the stuff to put it together to pull that interest. But there was a tornado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like the environment was so destructive. You have all of this debris, dust, tornadoes, like flying, like aircrafts being destroyed, tanks, everything. And then you're, you're telling me it's 128 players that it's crazy. And I brought this up before. Like it's, it's definitely has that crazy war environment that like PS3's Meg gave, but that was like 256 players. Um, to have this world, this environment, just wow. That was, I thought that it was a really great, um, gameplay um, trailer that they put out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it, it's selling people a bit more to like, all right, let's get back into Battlefield. Right. And that's what I really like about it. It, it definitely has the feel of um, going back to basics. Um, I think they had a game called Battlefield. I think it was 1942, right? At, at one point, if yeah, I remember correctly. I think it was so Battlefield 1942 was really dope because it was a very basic uh, game uh, from what I recall. And it was, uh, I remember playing it for Xbox 360, I think. That's what I was playing it for, arcade or whatever it was. And that was really good because it was very uh, streamlined version of Battlefield, but you just had to capture what you needed to capture and then just, you know, move on from there. So I like the fact that they are taking the time to go back to basics of what made, made Battlefield so great. So seeing that, as you mentioned, uh, this trailer, uh, 2042, I think they're doing an amazing job to say, hey, you know what? We're we're fixing everything that we need to fix. We're going back to basics with Battlefield. So I really dig that. Uh, sea of Thieves won't won't ever play it, but I like the fact that their partnership uh, with Disney is pretty uh, dope. Uh, some characters that we love that we've seen in the movies, as you mentioned. So I'm excited about that. Psychonauts. Um, I love what I saw in terms of what it is by way of a game, but it's definitely not a game that I'm going to play, but I can appreciate uh, what they're doing in that particular world, if you will. Uh, so those are my thoughts there. Sea of Thieves, Battlefield, 2042, Psychonauts. Do any other thoughts for you, um, from you? I have a couple a couple of them. Just like, just add-ons to it. So with Battlefield 2042, um, going back to basics, I think it also makes sense. This aligns with them not having a campaign. Not having a campaign and not having a battle royale mode. I I I think not having either one of those is a smart decision in the, in the sense of let, let's face it when it comes to your call of duties and your battlefields how many people really care for campaigns they buy they buy the game based off of if their friends are going to play and they have a party to play with and they do you know either battle royale or pvps they might go through the they might go through the campaign and if they do it's just like a one shot thing Nobody really talks about what the campaign or story is about. For me, what so you're, you're saying applies. Those, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and considering how poorly their last installment of Battlefield came out did, um, I think it makes sense that when you're coming out with this, you take all of your resources and focus on making one amazing feature of this game. <laughs> Looking for the best VPN in the world? Your search is over. From the makers of ProtonMail comes ProtonVPN, 
the best free VPN in the world. ProtonVPN is Swiss-based, has a no-locks policy, offers the highest strength encryption, strong VPN protocols, and all apps are open source and audited. To try ProtonVPN for free, visit andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash tools. And that's going to be, you know, their their PVP, their all-out battles. This is what they're good at. This is what they're known for, for having these realistic battle fights, having this huge world for everything that they do. They're they're not a run and gun like Call of Duty. Everybody knows that. So so to do that, I think I think it was incredibly smart of just using their resources that way. Um, the battle royale thing, I think it's safe to say, like. <laughs> It's kind of hard to jump into that. Yeah, a lot of people play it still. There's still interest into it. But then you have so many resources to get that that fuel. I think maybe, maybe later on, they'll introduce a Battle Royale. But I think it's smart to not have it packaged from day one. Okay, cool. Cool beans. Um, I'll name a couple of things here. Let me know when you want to... Uh, stop this uh, spin the dial uh, Fallout 76 Elder Scrolls Online Party Animals Hades any thoughts on those um, they're nice little additions um, I know Fallout 76 coming out with their stuff they, there's, they are another they had a troubled launching so it's nice that they have these DLCs these expansions coming out to really get people back in and playing it I know a lot of people who have returned and been enjoying it. So it's awesome to see um, their next update still rain. Um, Elder Scrolls, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. <laughs> that, that was like, I knew it was going to happen. Even yeah. if they didn't even have to announce it, you know, they're going to get it. Party animals. Eh, was okay. cute, right? It was cute, but that was kind of it for me. Okay. And then uh, seeing Hades again, um, was really dope. Um, that game looks really, 80s. really amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it it does. I have it. I have to. I have to go and play it. All I know is that apparently it's the husbando game of the year. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip around here because I want to save to me the best for last. Okay, I'm going to skip around okay. here. So let's do um, replaced among us grounded in 12 minutes. Any thoughts on those? Um, replaced looked really cool. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed. Like, it was very interesting to watch that trailer. So I liked it. Among Us, I tweeted it out. I am, I'm so stoked that they found that popularity, that that traction that they needed. Um, probably at a rough point in in their development career for this game. So I'm, I'm so. And any updates that come for like indie titles like Among Us, I am stoked for them. Because people are still enjoying it. They're still adding on to it. And I can't be mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, 12, 12 minutes um, as I saw. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. You go first because 12 minutes I really, really love. No, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> 12 minutes. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, man. Okay, so that one is a looping thing. So you only get to play through the same 12 minutes over and over and each time you play those 12 minutes 
you get to learn a little bit more about the story about what is happening, what is happening in this one guy's day with his wife being pregnant and she's being arrested. And then just you trying to solve all of these things. Um, yeah, this one has been on my radar for a while because it was originally announced. Um, I think it was PAX East. It was PAX East or PAX West, but I want to say it was East in 2015 or 2016. Mm. And then it was, it was kind of silent there. And then finally they had it in one of the trailers and announcing E3 2019. So now that I know that it's going to be in my hands soon. Yay. I mean, yeah, I love indie games. I know everybody's like, you're, not excited for all these other games, but 12 minutes you are. <laughs> no, 12 yeah. minutes looks looks dope. I think that the only reason I may not play is because I'd get emotionally attached to the events that are happening. And when I realize certain games are like that, I tend not to play them. But I, I definitely um, have seen this this game pop up a couple of times and I'm like, man, how how would it be to go through a day like that over and over again? And from what I understand, you gather different clues to try to figure out what's going to happen in the process. And I think that's that alone can be, you know, heartbreaking and frustrating to relive a day like that. Like Edge of Tomorrow. I think that was the movie that kept replaying itself or whatever. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I if I if I have the heart to handle that right now. That's and you've got some great voice actors. You have some great actors that you have James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, William Defoe. Like that is pretty awesome. Yeah. So so that that looks good. Um, let me see. Anything else on that list that I want to touch? Among Us, definitely props to them. They've come a long way with everything that they've done. Uh Grounded looks absolutely amazing as well. So definitely want to give them props for that. Um, so let's keep going here. Uh the outer Worlds 2, Microsoft's Flight Simulator, Forza Horizon 5. Daniela. First of all, it wouldn't be a showcase if they didn't announce Forza Horizon 5. Indeed. Definitely not my cup of tea, but I know it was my son's and it's probably the only thing that he... My son had two requests. Anything for any any games that had to do with skating and then Forza. So he came in here quickly. And you know what? visually like when before they would pan out and they would just like leave it on that scene i'm like yes <laughs> that is crazy yeah. how much detail because it looks so real 12k 24 hour footage or something they said yeah it was it blows my mind and my son is like that is really cool and then like there's this one scene where you know the guy he stops and they want to talk about the artist that had the mur- mural on the wall. That was dope. All of that thing and my son walks away with can we drive the golf carts? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> He's like all oh, the cars are cool. I know that the car is going to be there but and yeah, he had his cool. own inputs because my, my son plays so much Forza. And he loves it. And he shows me, he, he does his own little clips. He does his thing. He, I wish he would share it. I wish he would have a channel because the video clips that he makes, um, for all of his games really is, they're really, really good and they're really well crafted. And I wish he would let me share them. But, um, yeah, he has his whole thing. He's like, well, I hope they allow lifting. I hope they, you know, have more customization. It's kind of lacking on this. I'm like, you should just give this whole talk on Forza. He's like, no, I just want to drive the golf cart. Wow. All no, the cars in the game. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Beautiful. Yeah. But that I can definitely give props for it. It, it might be not 
not a game that I want to play or interest into. But I was blown away. There's a couple times I I paused it to really look at it and to appreciate it because the the directions that games are going now is just a beautiful process to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Forza 5 looks amazing. Um, Everything about it is uh, fantastic. I started playing Forza Horizon 4 not too long ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, after I was made fun of that I wasn't playing it. So I finally got a chance to check it out. Uh, so I definitely appreciate that. Um, it's, it's a really, really dope game and just how they, they pull you into the experience, whether it's the trailer and how the trailer was set up to pull you into how they are going to uh, prepare you to play five. Or if you actually play four and how they pull you into the experience for four, I think it's absolutely amazing. So um, I'm really digging what they're doing there. Uh, Flight Simulator, uh, that looks fantastic. They have a partnership with uh, the movie Top Gun Maverick, right? Yep. That they showed that. That was really, really dope. So I appreciate uh, that as well. And um, any thoughts on on the uh, Flight Simulator by Microsoft? Not your vibe? Not my vibe. Yeah. Uh, So Forza looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing what else they do there. I will be playing that once they launch that um, that title. Uh, A couple of things uh, and then we'll we'll touch on what really won my heart. (laughs) Okay, we're going to talk about that in a second. So um, Redfall. And they also announced a mini fridge. They showed that. I want one. I do, too. I do too. Holiday 2021. Gotta fight for it. That looks that looks really, really dope. Um the, the fridge looks really, really dope. And um there's nothing you can really say about it. It keeps things cold and I could have it here in my studio and just have a good time with uh whatever I decide to put in the fridge for cold drinks. Uh Redfall, I am really, really interested in it. Uh surprisingly. I don't know I was why. About to say. You don't really like the horror monster yeah. genre like that. Yeah. Maybe it's it's because while I was watching, I was thinking of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for some reason. I don't know why, but that's what I was thinking about when I was watching it. What are your thoughts on, on this particular uh, title? Looks dope. I signed up for any testing for that one really quick. Uh, but here's the, here's the hard thing about stuff like this. Like I am interested in playing Redfall 100%. But we don't have any gameplay footage. We just we have a CG little mini story, a little mini episode here that makes it look fantastic and gets people really pumped and excited about it. Ready to jump like me to go and sign up for it, obviously. Yeah. When you have stuff like that, and you get people pumped like that. You you better meet some expectations. <laughs> are gonna you be think they should have waited, um, or do you think it was good? Good timing. I think it was a, a good timing. This is our official announcement. Their first announcement, our first taste of this. Nobody, nobody's gonna know what you're gonna get into. But it's it's hard because it looked. You can't say it looked really good. I mean, it I leaves, know I just it leaves it really a lot for the before. imagination. Yeah, it leaves a lot for the imagination, but because of that and people's imaginations, you get these like crazy expectations about it. Um, and you don't know what you're getting into. 
So do you think, I think you're getting... I think it's great that they announced it. What? I, I think I'm it's thinking, great that they announced it and, give, yeah. and piquing that interest and seeing what people are going to think. And plus, you have these people signing up to help them. It's basically their free beta testers. You know, their free QA. Yeah. Do you um, think you're getting to, masquerade to really type or something else? Like, if you were to imagine what this would be like, what kind of gameplay are you expecting from a, you know, game like a zombie-like shooter first-person co-op type based on the similar CG. Similar to like something similar to how I how the Evil Dead gameplay was. Okay. Kind of out there. Like a lot of shooting. Obviously in a first-person perspective though, not a third. Um, I would put in that either, or even for Back for Blood. Okay. That type of four-player co-op experience. That that's what I'm expecting. With you know, obviously they showcase. You know, you have your sniper in there. You have somebody with special abilities. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that guy who likes to vlog. <laughs> okay, that, but that's um, you know, I, I think that's you have your different classes in there. I can't explain fully what those classes are, but I kind of really dig her special ability. That levitation elevator looking thing that she had. That was dope. I'm like, well, that's cool. I expect that. I I want to play as her. But yeah. trying to keep realistic expectations and not let my imagination go a little bit overboard and just like go into some deep dive analyzing speculation. You don't want to speculate yeah. too much. No, I don't want to <laughs> speculate too much. Okay. Speculate too much. You just get disappointed. Okay. So, so I, um, I, I dig it. I think, I think what they're doing there. Uh, so open world co-op first person shooter from Arcane Austin. That looks good. As long as they say PC, I'm happy. Again, I'm still waiting for Uncharted multiplayer on PC. When they do that, I'll be really, really happy. And hopefully I see it. <laughs> it's not an announcement that goes, that gets buried. And two weeks later, I find out. I hope not. Uh, Replace was really good. And I'm, I'm scrolling up a little bit. That, that really caught my attention. I love the, the vibe of Replaced, uh, of the... Um, the 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 I wouldn't say noir. It's like this the cyberpunkish type color schemes uh, for that particular title. So I'm really feeling that. And last but not least, been waiting this to see more of this. You. Huh? This is all you. Why? Why is it all me? No. I already said controversial things. I don't need to say any more. Okay, but I mean. I want to hear your thoughts too. This is not, this is not okay, just. Well, your thoughts go first. Your thoughts go first. On this one. Okay. So I am, I'm really excited and just a lead in of um, gaming in general with everything that we're seeing from all the, the showcases and things that we're going to see all the way through Wednesday of, um, I guess, next week uh, at this point. Uh, so I'm excited for all that stuff, but I'm really excited for games that I've played for a long time and that game being. Uh, so before we even get that, before we get that, did we touch on Far Cry 6? Did we say anything about Far Cry 6? I don't think we did. Uh, we didn't, but I don't have anything to add to it because even though I keep saying more about it, it's not of interest to me. So. Okay. So it's, I'll say this about it and it will, we'll go back to, to my, my, my talk with the next title. So Far Cry 6 is the first game that I'm playing since Far Cry 3. Um, and for whatever reason, with some individuals I, I've spoken with, they said that's a great, that's great for you because uh, 
um, it feels a natural progression from three to six for you because you didn't, everything in between felt like it was a distraction. Um, but I'm really digging what I'm seeing for Far Cry 6. So I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, so uh, multiplayer games that got me on the scene that um, I've been playing shooters for a while. And this game has has done everything that I wanted to see in gaming. It is the blueprint for multiplayer games. It is the blueprint for great campaigns it is the blueprint for great lore in any shooter game and a game that i'm talking about ladies and gentlemen is halo if you have not played halo you're missing out it's available on pretty much most of the platforms that you can access and when they showed halo infinite and even the small little trailer type campaign thing that they showed i was just so excited because again we talked about it already in the show these games and a lot of these games are going back to basics, whether it's the Battlefield 2042 or the Halo universe. And Halo has to be perfect. We've said this many a times when we recorded. This game has to be absolute perfection. No mistakes, right? If there's any mistakes, it's going to be tainted forever. And they know that. And because they know that, we saw a multiplayer that was absolutely amazing to me was absolutely amazing and uh just uh the way everything uh was moving with uh the characters uh the the graphics in the game looked fantastic it was fast paced and uh, the trailer was amazing and you know whether it's the trailer for halo any other trailer uh that involves a lot of multiplayer action uh these guys are top tier when it comes to trailer making not just the halo people any trailer that involves a shooter whether it's a call of duty a battlefield you can go down the list they know how to make trailers. So what is the destiny? They know how to make trailers. So you, I'm watching this trailer. I'm like, this is absolutely fantastic. This is what we needed to see. Uh, this is what we need to be excited for, for the Halo uh, universe. And I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with the campaign uh, and, and the holiday, as well as what they're going to show um, at when we start playing the multiplayer component. Now, the teaser for the campaign that they showed for Halo uh, for me was enough to say, hey, this is a great direction because it still looks like we could be searching for Cortana if we're able to get her back. Uh, but the fact that we have a an AI that Master Chief is going to be able to put in his helmet again to go figure out what the story is. I'm ready for that particular narrative. It's not a side story that Chief shows up. It's not uh, shared by any other characters uh, in the universe. It's Chief and an AI going to do what chief does so i'm excited uh for that particular thing and um i couldn't be happier i'm glad that you're happy okay so precursor i'm not i don't play halo um it's not a really big thing in my history of gaming for me personally it's like it's um just People are going to start thinking if I like games at all because everything that is popular, apparently I don't like or just, just don't care for. It's not like I You're don't like it. You're entitled to your I opinion. Appreciate it. That's fine. Um, I appreciate them, though. I do. I appreciate what they have done for gaming in the world and the foundation that they've uh, laid and that Halo is just going to be one of those games that's longstanding that will always be there in some way, in some fashion. I do not see Halo ever being one of those series that they just stop. I really don't see that. Um, 
But with with that being said, even though I'm not like a big Halo fan, I don't I don't ever pretend to to know the universe like that. I I guess when I saw the trailer and the leading up to, you know, this big anniversary, this everything that's going on for it. I guess I was expecting it to be bigger and show more because you got what, like about two or three minutes of this campaign story of him interacting. And then you had like two, three minutes of actual gameplay, multiplayer footage, which was, you know, it was great, but I, I felt like that announcement, everything else that build up to it and what they showed, I guess in my mind, I thought it was just going to be a lot bigger than what they, they showed. And it's not saying that it was bad what they showed. It, I, I, I just, I, I assumed that. Just because it's Xbox, just because this is a huge thing for them. This is this is one of their core foundations of the Xbox library of their history. And I just I was like, oh, that's it. But that that was just me. That's not how I took it. But like obviously you have like a whole <laughs> bigger thing in how how you saw it. I guess for me, for being an outside bystander and seeing like all my friends being so stoked about it i was like you guys are happy with that okay yes as long as you're happy <laughs> yes and and the reason that we're happy, happy uh the reason that we're happy is because um after halo 4 you had five and five was uh, a very much of a derailing of the essence of what halo is and halo 5 guardians and i think because we we got five we're like, can we just get back to a place where we can get something that is tangibly um, the core of what we love about Halo still, right? Holding on to, to dear life here. Uh, so now that we're seeing that the storyline is the one we want to focus on, Master Chief and an AI, that clip alone is rest assured we heard everything you said about Five Guardians. Um, we're not going that route anymore. We want to assure you that we're going the right way with the essence of what you loved and fell in love with for the Halo series. So for, like you said, seeing it to be like, that's what y'all excited about? But yet, because it's an answer to the fact that it's not going to be a derailment of what we love. So I think that 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 small what is it, 30 seconds? It wasn't even that long. That small 30 seconds of what seems to be um underwhelming by way of a clip, like you said, and your perspective is really important here, um, because um it allows um for more context to be added, right? Because they even mentioned that Halo 5 was not their best work. But that was way after the sales were down, nobody was thinking about it, and they were ready to move on to the project to focus on making um the Master Chief collection better, right? Less bugs to to make Master Chief uh collection uh be added to the PC, which they did, right? To make sure they remastered all the games to put them on the PC. So they started putting all these elements in place. So now that we made everybody happy with everywhere you can play the game, that was the marketing for us uh, to prepare for Halo Infinite, right? Just like you saw the, um, the what do you call that? The movie, the Avatar game is probably the the beginning of some kind of marketing for the movie, as you mentioned, that they may be releasing, you know, not too far from when the game releases. So we had the 
the groundwork laid, all the seeds planted of we're doing the right thing by this game that you loved over the years. We remastered pretty much all the games. We put it into the PC format and now it's preparation for the 20th anniversary. We're preparing for that as well. And one thing I did like that they did uh, specifically with, with the trailer, not just the fact that they showed a, a campaign piece um, and, and we even we can add the multiplayer piece, but the fact that they didn't announce any battle royale yet. So if they're working on that, that's probably going to be a surprise for either next year and they're just focusing on the campaign experience and the multiplayer experience that's free to play uh, for the individuals who are going to be enjoying the game this holiday season so i like the fact that they did it that way rather than trying to package three things uh, they packaged the two that is most important which is the core multiplayer that we fell in love with ever since we started playing halo it, 20 years ago right uh, according to the timeline and every multiplayer game that has benefited from that or or even other games that has inspired also golden eye has inspired a lot of multiplayer games as well so seeing all that play out to the way we are where we are today um it's a very it's a breather right we can exhale and appreciate that they're really trying to make sure everything is right as we prepare for the holiday season now the only thing that could put a damper on that is if they delay the game that's it. Oh, 100%. And it'd be a terrible, it'd be For terrible you. if they have to delay at all. On the 20th at the same anniversary, time, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, if they are not confident in it, you, you still going to push for that date or are you going to delay it? It's really huge. Right. Um, as an outside bystander, what I thought was kind of cool, which I don't think I've ever seen in, uh, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. So, the armor looks like you could be customized. Yeah, it's I never, dope. I don't really see that too often. And then you had the samurai, the helmet stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, there's certain customizations you could do in the current uh, PC uh, version of of Halo Master Chief Collection. Like, I was so excited, I had to buy it again, and it's rare that I buy games twice. But um, it's it's halo on pc and it's full glory right um and that's incorrect even as i'm thinking about it now because a lot of the consoles now perform to some of the specs that are standard base pc settings right 60 frames or 120 plus frames now so that's a base standard for all the consoles that we have out now whether that's the ps5 and the xbox uh, console so and it's all its glory is a subjective to what that means as your baseline so i'm thinking about that real time uh, so but yeah so overall uh, halo infinite multiplayer i think um i'm really happy with what i saw i'm excited for what they're um prepping for us and the best course of action now is july august you know give us the opportunity to check it out play it uh test your you know your servers and what you need because they're going to get bombarded uh once you decide to either do an alpha uh you know a small alpha a, a big beta as you prepare for uh, the holiday season um kind of vibe so no complaints long as you're stoked long <laughs> as the fan base is happy with what they were shown me don't listen to me i'm just no no i gotta listen to your perspective is important uh, because um it allows us to you know have discourse about whatever's happening in in the space so anything that we want to uh add final thoughts on uh from everything 
that we talked about. So we covered, let me just go back here, Summer Game Fest, Ubisoft Forward, Gearbox, Evolver Digital, and the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase. Any final thoughts before we close? Um, there's only a couple things I think that wasn't that we didn't talk about that I think look really great. Obviously, I'm very much an indie indie game person. So Somerville, that was also in there, which uh, comes from the same developers who made the game Inside. That's the very, couples on the couch. Yeah, that's the couch. Yeah. Plays like the plays pretty much very similar to Inside does the way that the game mechanics and the scrolling and the platforming you don't have a whole lot of actions that you can do it's definitely a game that you experience it for the story than anything else um, it definitely kind of gave me War of the Worlds kind of vibe that was kind of happening there so that one I really dug that um, if anybody wants to check that out and then they also announced um, a Plague Tale Requiem that was also in there as well too so those those two how did how do we forget about, talk yeah. to talk about that because that game is incredible okay i'm still surprised that i was so like immersed into that world and you have to play it if you haven't a plague's tale is fantastic but yeah you're right got to mention that so there those those two things cool beans all right cool um we're good that's that's it that's that's all that's it we're good. No, well, for Xbox and Bethesda, yeah. That's it for now. What's um? What's Monday? Um, I gotta look. What's Monday? Monday. Monday has Take Two. You have Capcom, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, and Razor. Oh, that should be fun. That should definitely be fun. Uh, for Monday. Um, so yeah. So no, go ahead. Did you do anything from Square Enix? Yeah. Square Enix was um, Guardians of Galaxy, right? Yeah. Was majority Guardians of the Galaxy. That was amazing. I really dug what I saw there. Um, by way of, it reminds me of the the Marvel game that they just did, right? Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers game, which is still is trying to get its footing in terms of what it means to people. I don't know if it's dead at this point, but I know they try to fix a lot of things to get it to a place where it was playable and enjoyable, but um, hopefully whatever le- lessons they learn from from that game, they're applying those lessons to Guardians of the Galaxy. That's all I have there. No, for Guardians of the Galaxy, since it's single player, I think it's a lot more attractive to me than Avengers does because this one, this one is like, yeah, it's within the Marvel Universe, but it's not like sticking with a narrative that you got from the movies. Um, it's it's doing its own thing, and I think I really love that about it. On top of it, so I had to I had to go and look this up too. Um, the music, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy, even the movie, well, had to do with gr- this great soundtrack. And I have to say, watching what they put out there—the trailer, the story, everything like that—they had some fantastic mu- music put into there. Then when you're fighting, there's like this like little alt both that that Star-Lord kind of gives out uh, and he starts playing music and obviously I was watching with some friends in a, in Discord and they were like so this isn't DMCA friendly and looking into it because I missed it when it was actually live so there's apparently two different recordings of that they did when they did the initial live version um, Twitch had the DMCA free they changed out the music or it was muted and YouTube had the full experience with all the music that was in there. And I'm like, wow. Okay. 
they can't even they can't even showcase the entire thing on on Twitch, even though it is a legitimate thing. That's kind of a little bit sad there. Wow. Um, my next question is: people who want to stream this game. So there was uh, there was actually somebody I actually was in the middle of researching it myself, but somebody was nice enough to link me to a tweet that was put out by Kat Car- Carskins. She's a senior influencer relations manager for Square Enix Europe. And obviously they asked them uh, about the whole DMCA there. They will have a toggle in game for them to turn off licensed tracks for streaming, which is great, which I think games should really offer that. But is it just muted then? Or do you have like licensed music from like, pretzel rock or something to put in this place you may have because to sometimes do your own with thing games, there yeah yeah like you're you, like what do, you, what do you put in place of it um because really for certain games the music is really half the experience too um and to have to be forced to take that because you want to stream it kind of breaks my heart makes me sad but i understand and i'm I'm grateful that they have that option in there that that's going to be put there i want to get this game i want to play this game i don't know if it's going to be a day one it probably won't be but uh i want to experience it for all of its glory so it's probably not going to be something that i stream sadly uh but yeah it looked fantastic they they showed a lot of it and it looked like a lot of fun so i i think it's really cool that there's also you're kind of choosing like you're with the rest of the the guardians and you're kind of when you when you fight you're kind of choosing their tactics of how to how they're fighting alongside of you and then you have choices that you can make throughout the game that will affect it i thought that was i think i like that little mechanic that they introduced into it um and and those are my thoughts <laughs> wow that's awesome i definitely appreciate that um yeah i love what i saw and um hopefully they find a right balance uh to make sure that you can enjoy the game uh with the tracks that you're going to be able to uh listen to for the experience right so now it looks it looks pretty dope i'm glad that um you know we're getting more games that we can see and appreciate and enjoy so that's that's all I have there. Uh, Daniela, I think uh, we are wrapping here. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, check us out during your your outings and whatever you're currently doing right now. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Daniela, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me all on mostly on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash Miss DJM. Dope, dope, dope. You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And guys, I really, really do appreciate your support. This is E3 Week. We're excited about the things that we're seeing there. And until next time, we'll be talking more E3 stuff. Take care. You're not going to do your bye at the end? Oh, bye.